Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick with the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm for you guys week 13 tight end rankings for fantasy football in 2020. Inside this video, I'm gonna be going over the top 20 ranked tight ends inside of week number 13. If you guys want my running backs, quarterbacks, or wide receiver rankings, they all came out slightly before that, so you guys can check that out on my channel. And while you're on there, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below because, again, not only is it free, I put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship. So, without further ado, let's Let's get into it. Week 13 tight end rankings. We begin with tight ends 1 through 10. Coming in at number 1, we have Travis Kelsey going up against the Denver Broncos this week. Now, with Kittle out, it's kind of hard to debate anyone besides Travis Kelsey at number 1, unless Darren Waller was to have a complete and utter smash matchup, which he does this week, and Travis Kelsey is still my number 1 ranked tight end. Patrick Mahomes loves to throw the ball to one man and one man only. Besides Tyreek Hill, it's Travis fucking Kelsey. Up against Denver, I could really see a big game out of Travis Kelsey. Now, the first time these two teams played this season, it was kind of a snooze fest because the Kansas City Chiefs just whooped their ass, not even from an offensive standpoint. They had a defensive pick six, I believe, or a fumble six, as well as a kick return for a touchdown. So it was a schmacking of the Denver Broncos, but I wasn't really at the hands of Kelsey, Mahomes, and friends over there. But I feel like this time it's going to be a little different, and I like Kelsey here at number one. And number two, we have Darren Waller at the New York Football Jets. Now, I understand these guys, then the Las Vegas Raiders, had a tremendously bad game up against the Atlanta Falcons, right? That's one of the easiest matchups, and they completely fucked it up and played atrocious. Here, they get the easiest matchup in the NFL for the tight end position, the New York Football Jets. This is going to be a shit housing kick by Darren Waller. I love him here at number two. At number three, we have TJ Hawkinson at the Chicago Bears. Seems like Kenny Galladay is just going to end up missing again, because why the fuck not, right? I talk him up all offseason, then he misses every single game. Is what it is. Hawkinson at Chicago with Matthew Stafford. Hawkinson has been a hot commodity in this offense. A very safe tight end on a weekly basis, so I like him here at number three. At number four, we have Dallas Godert at the Green Bay Packers. Now, Godert, regardless of how shit Carson Wentz has looked, has been producing as of recently up against the Green Bay Packers. I see nothing but another great performance out of Dallas Godert. Even if Wentz is pretty shit during the game, Godert still gets enough targets and will be getting enough looks to be worthy of a top five tight end pick on the week. And number five, we have Evan Ingram at the Seattle Seahawks. We have a case where Colt McCoy is playing at quarterback, not Danny Dimes, I don't think. Now, obviously, it's possible that magically Danny Dimes plays on Sunday, but there's no fucking reason for him to. That's why I assume McCoy plays. In this case, Evan Ingram should be fine. But again, Evan Ingram, even in these easy matchups, just does everything he possibly can to muster up a game that isn't amazing, right? He'll have this smash spot, and he'll just drop a wide-open touchdown or something. Evan Ingram is one of the most athletically gifted tight ends in the NFL, and he plays like a guy with a fucking peg leg or something. It makes no sense, but Evan Ingram should still be fine here up against the Seattle Seahawks. And number six, we have Hayden Hurst versus the New Orleans Saints. Now, a couple of weeks ago, Hayden Hurst put up a straight-up goose egg in your lineup, and people were talking shit about him, right? Oh, I shouldn't have started Hurst, this, that, and the other thing. But Hurst is just the safest tight end in fantasy football. One of the most safe, obviously, outside of a guy like Kelsey Waller Hawkinson at this point in the season. Because Hurst just gets like 8 to 12 fantasy points every single week. It doesn't matter if the Atlanta Falcons are getting butt-fucked. It doesn't matter if the Atlanta Falcons are winning by a million points. He could score a touchdown, or he gets like 8 to 10 fantasy football points. That's exactly what you want out of your tight end. And definitely a safe pick at number 6 here, even in a tough matchup against the Saints at number 7. We have Hunter Henry versus the New England Deflatriates. Now, I do like him a decent amount, but again, what happens in this game if somehow the Patriots just beat the shit out of them, right? 
that could happen because of how bad of a coach Anthony Lynn is. But at the end of the day, I still think that Justin Herbert's going to have to throw the ball a lot in this game, which will result in Hunter Henry getting a decent amount of touches, I mean targets, and potentially a touchdown here up against the Patriots. And number eight, we have Robert Tunyon versus the Phil Idelphia Eagles. Now, Tunyon at the beginning of this year was not good. And then like a couple weeks of the season, this guy was looking like one of the best tight ends in fantasy football. But he's also had these games where he's been pretty bad, right? Like in the middle of the season, after his strong couple games, they played Atlanta, smashed him, and they kind of deflated in like a football in fucking New England against the Colts. But then he started getting hotter, not hotter, I guess hotter, yeah, like getting nice, nice and spicy and playing well. And as of recently, he's been pretty solid, so I'll believe in him here again in a pretty easy spot against the Philadelphia Eagles. And number nine, we have Eric Ebron versus the Washington football team. Now, Eric Ebron definitely disappointed last week, not because he had a shit game, but because he had so many opportunities to play well in that matchup against the Ravens and just literally didn't just drop the ball figuratively, legitimately drop the fucking ball. It's in his hands, drop. So overall, I feel like Ebron should have a better game here up against Washington. Same thing goes with Deontay, who dropped the ball a decent amount of times for the Steelers in that matchup. At number 10, we have Mike Licky on my Gasicki on versus the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Now, Gasicki is a complete and utter slam dunk fucking D-Wade to LeBron James-esque slam dunk if Fitzpatrick plays. If Fitzpatrick sits and Tua Tagovailoa ends up playing, then I'm more off of Gasicki. I'm still going to play him, obviously, because the matchup is so juicy, but Fitzpatrick throws the ball even if Gasicki's covered. Tua just looks elsewhere if a guy is covered or double covered. So Fitzpatrick here, I like him with Gesicki as long as Fitzpatrick ends up suiting up for my Dolphins. Now, tight ends 11 through 20. Again, if you guys have ended up enjoying this video thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. At 11, we begin with Noah Fant at the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, this seems like a scary matchup for the Denver Broncos, but I still think Noah Fant will be able to do good enough here against the Chiefs to be worthy of a start because, again, tight ends are so tipsy fucking turby. They're like one of those, what are those things called? I don't even know. It's like that thing where you a seesaw. Like, it's very heavily tilted one fucking way towards the front 10 tight ends. And then back here, you're kind of just in a shit show. So I do like Fant here, though. At 11, think he should be fine. At number 12, we have Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Kyle Rudolph versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Kyle Rudolph is definitely a scary tight end to be starting. I'm sorry if my fucking chair keeps squeaking. I need a better fucking chair. But with that said, Kyle Rudolph has been... Pretty solid, though, but he's definitely a scary tight end to start because you never know what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. Is this going to be a Kirk Cousins airs the ball out game, or is this going to be a hand the ball to Dalvin Cook 7 million times now? I personally don't think so because Dalvin Cook's coming into the game injured. So I think Kyle Rudolph should be able to produce in this matchup in a smash spot against Jacksonville. At 13, we have Austin Hooper at the Tennessee Titans. This is the point where you're pretty much just guessing in your rankings and hope they score a touchdown. Austin Hooper at Tennessee is pretty decent matchup. We've seen Tennessee's Titans defense be pretty vulnerable in the secondary. So I think Hooper could be able to have a good game, but I don't expect Cleveland to be airing the ball out too much to where he really has top 10 potential. At 14, we have Janu Smith, who's hurt. So Anthony first. Ferksker, Ferksker, fuck, I can't say his name. Anthony Ferkser up against the Cleveland Browns. I'm sorry that I don't know how to pronounce things, apparently. The man with the name who's hard to pronounce is in for a good spot because we did see Ferkser actually produce this season when Janu was hurt. So I actually like him an all right amount here up against Cleveland. And here at 15 is pretty much where we're at the point of where it's not as much of a guess 
But after Jordan Reed, I feel like we're in complete and utter guess. That's Jordan Reed versus the Buffalo Bills at 15. Reed has been solid for San Francisco when George Kittle me Timbers has been hurt. Why is that? Because the playbook is designed for Jordan Reed and for the really the tight end to produce in this offense. So that's why Reed does so good. I think he should be fine against Buffalo. At 16, we see Trey Boo Boo, Trey Burton at the Houston Texans. Now, Burton, Phillip Rivers does love those tight ends, so Burton should be fine. But again, Mo Ali Cox, Mo Money, Mo Cox is still healthy, so that definitely detracts from his potential point total. Up against Houston at 17, we have Dalton Schultz. We have seen this season that Andy Dalton to Dalton Schultz connects in the Dalton to Dalton. But up against the Baltimore Ravens is definitely a tougher kind of defense, so that kind of makes me kind of scared here. At 17, at 18, we have Logan Thomas at Pittsburgh. Another case of a tight end that's pretty solid, but going up against a tougher defense to where he's not really having top 15 potential. On the week at number 19, we have Jordan Atkins versus the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Atkins has had good games, he's had bad games, but the issue here is when Fells and him are both active, it is just complete and utter debauchery at the tight end position there because you have no idea which one's going to do something, and pretty much neither of them do every single time they're both healthy, so I don't like him really that much this week. And at number 20, we have Jimmy Graham, who would have probably been a very good spot here up against the Detroit Lions had 9-inch Nick Foles be under center, but with Mitchell Trubisky, he just doesn't look at Jimmy Graham the same way Nick Foles does. So thank you guys all for watching. Sorry if this video seems a little bit rushed. I try to get everything out by Saturday night, so I hope you guys did end up enjoying this tight end video, and normally I don't fucking go super deep on the tight ends, because I don't feel like you really have to. If you have any questions, leave them down below in the comments. I do love you all. I really do appreciate it. I love you all. Have a great rest of your guys' day, as always. Good boy!